Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. Here we go. Yeah, we're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Busy show lined up over the next three hours and 90 minutes. Seth Greenberg will uh, join the show from ESPN. We'll talk some NBA draft and how the odds for the number one pick overall have significantly moved over the past couple of days, and Sean McDonough on the call for the NHL and the Stanley Cup Final coming up in two and a half hours. Paul, and that's uh, where we shall begin on today's program. At least we have a more intriguing Stanley Cup Final now after what Tampa Bay did last night. And that's kind of, I think, how they're going to have to play because beating Colorado in a 2-1 game is going to be a pipe dream. I think moving forward, they have to put you know pucks on the net. Going back and looking so far in the first three games, they had 23 shots on goal in that overtime game one loss, 16 in game two when they were embarrassed, and they came out and they had 32 last night. You got to do it. Well, I think Greg Wyshynski nailed it, though, yesterday on the show that the last change is so important, and they kept Stamkos and Kucherov away from McKinnon. Remember, in game two, that tandem uh, couldn't get a shot on goal in nine minutes of ice time. So uh, you also have a goaltending issue now because there was nothing on Kemper in game two, and uh, he couldn't stop a beach ball last night. 
So maybe you want to go with uh, Pavel in game four. Factor in, the guy only gave up one goal when he came in, and he hasn't lost in the playoffs. He's 6-0. and That's food for thought with what uh, Colorado could do. The other thing is they may have lost Kucherov too, and we'll see if he comes back for game four. But they played like a desperate team with the season on the line and a game they had to have, and they're 8-1 and at home. Yep. But a horrible job by Kemper again. He was lost out there. Yeah, some of those goals he allowed right away in that game were just completely uncalled for and unacceptable. Now, the total in game four, it's still six, but now mm. it's going to be a pick em or minus money. Last night, you could grab plus money with the over, and that's, you know, out of that desperation, and I like that uh, to go over in the first period last night because Tampa and their backs were against the wall. They are now at home on the postseason, 8-1 and one overall, and they have outscored their opponents 35-18 to 18 with a save percentage of 94 well, .947 for, Kuch- yep. or for um, Vasilevsky. Yep. They will not win the series if they continue to take penalties and they can't contain the Colorado power play. Colorado, again, had two power play goals, and that's been, uh, that's been a problem in the series, too. So Colorado's so potent, and you saw what the Rangers did uh, to them in the Eastern Conference Finals. they got to stay out of the box. That was only the second time in 17 games Colorado didn't score five on five. Uh, that was interesting. But, the, to the uh, yeah, they keep betting this game, these series under. These games under, and, and they're going over. So 3-0 and to the over. Going the first 10 three 3-0. First period over is 3-0. and And BTTS got there, plus 170. But that was, uh, you fall behind one nothing twice. They score, and then they overturn, and then they come back and score again. Yeah, right. But uh, that was a great atmosphere, too. And outside, inside, they were, uh, they were all over. But I, I still think that the schedule is going to come back to bite them. I still think 67 playoff games since 2020 is going to come back to get them now with travel and the games every other day the rest of the series. Well, I'll tell you what our buddy Chad Andrus, who lives in Denver, has been on the show many, many times, uh, has been tweeting out now the last couple of days. His point is that it's going to have the reverse effect. That if you give Colorado a day off, an extra day off in between games with no travel, with fresh legs, nobody can touch this team. But when it comes to travel every other day with a game, he said that's why Tampa Bay is going to be live. And it comes down to this overall experience against that team's speed. And we did have some uh, VSIN follow the mem- um, money army members last night at the game. And they're just like, this is nuts. Watching Colorado up in person, up close in person on that ice. Mm-hmm. They're so fast. It's unbelievable. But if they can negate it at home like they did last night, and now you're going to have these quick turnarounds every other day, maybe that can actually catch up to Colorado. Yep. And you had the Vasilevsky angle. The guy can steal a game. I mean, he's done it several times in his career. He's done it several times in this playoffs. And that's the one factor, too, because I don't know where you're at with Kemper now. I mean, just how, how bad he was. Um, I would make a change. I'd put, I'd put Francois in there in game four. I see what Sean McDonough says coming up, and he was excellent on the game as always uh, yesterday. Uh, but it's intriguing tomorrow now. Very intriguing. Because if Tampa, if Tampa loses, it's over. They're not going to beat them three in a row. So, uh, you know, they haven't done anything yet. They just saved their season for the time being. But it was impressive, and sure. we'll see how Colorado bounces back. But the key thing here moving forward also is all these injuries. Is Kucherov out? Is Burkowski coming back? Is Kadri coming back? If, when, what, when? Who yeah. knows what's going to happen with these guys? And that's a, the, the thing about hockey I can't stand. They just say upper or lower body injury. Check in with me in two days. Yeah, you never have any idea. Uh, so they're around plus 235 or plus 240 to win the cup final now. I don't think I can get there with that. Just because Colorado is so good. But I'm not going to be surprised if they come out and win game four at home. And we go back to Denver when it's tied at two apiece. That will not surprise me. I thought the goal in the first 10 last night was too too short. It was a buck 35. Mm. 
again, because yeah. of the desperation they had to have the game, and you figure that they were not, to, to come out and have 16 shots on goal in one of these games against Colorado, you have no chance to beat them. A lot of people reached out, and they liked the alt-under total on Colorado. And I think it was 3.5 minus 220. I thought that was a I was trying to track down Jeff Davis and get a number. I mean, that I think you were, I was shocked books didn't offer that. I mean, they should treat this like the Super Bowl. This is the only thing going on other than baseball. I mean, you should have all those team alt-unders. Bet Rivers had three under 120 in regulation, I think it was. But, so, I mean, you would think, okay, are they going to do that again against Vasilevsky after they got embarrassed and gave up seven? How about under right. four and a half? How about under three and a half team total and under two and a half cash to plus money last night? Mm-hmm. At least we have some drama now here, right? Because if we had another, not, yeah. not, a, not seven nothing, but if it was like 5-2 Colorado last night, it's like, okay. Jesus. Well, I have a problem with that. I, I, I'm all for history. I mean, this team was 14 and two starting the playoffs. Oh, that's that's I mean, very were, rare. Yeah, you were, you were looking at a six. If they would have won last night, 16 and two, uh, to run through the the playoffs and nine and zero on the road was in play. I just don't want all of the uh, playoffs to be over with here yeah. at this point of the season. It'd be nice if we could drag this out a little bit longer. So, uh, in Major League Baseball last night, ho hum, Yankees another win. Garrett Cole with a no hitter. Deep into that game against the Rays, and he was better than Shane McClanahan. Uh, got hairy there for a minute because when they brought Cole out, and they brought Holmes in early at that I didn't point. Like that. I did not care for that move either. I hated that move. They gave finally up a gave couple. up a run. Yes. Yeah, right. And then the Yankees get a couple of back in the top of the ninth. Yep. So they did it again. The Mets did it again. I went and looked. I was wondering about like uh, two-team parlays in the New Jersey, New York area with legal sports betting now, how popular they probably have been this year. Uh, the Mets and Yankees so far have won nine times on the same day in June. So you'd be about 50-50 betting two-team parlays with the Mets and the Yankees. But again, Cole with 12 strikeouts. And when he's on, he's you know he's had a couple of off-off nights so far to begin the season. But he's had a couple of other brilliant performances. Last night was one of them. I got several things to throw at you. Number one, are we sure the Rays are going to make the playoffs? The Red Sox have a better record now. They're scuffling. Number two, the Yankees are 16-2 and in June. It's also fewest games to reach 50 wins. In the divisional era, going back to 69, the 01 Mariners, this team, and the 98 Yankees. How about that? They're 50 and 17. Now we're in 98 Yankee territory. How impressive that is. And a 12 game lead in the division. I mean, it just it's, okay, Rizzo hits a, hits a home run, another key hit. They rally in the ninth after they blow it in the eighth. That the starting pitching has got a sub three ERA. Mm-hmm. They're on pace. That'd be the, if they could do that, it'd be the first time that's happened since 1981. If they can pull that off with this team ERA and the pitching's carried them all year. Uh, the other thing I would jump in now because you only have to tie up your money for about three months. The Mets are 230 to win the division at Bet Rivers. Now that's that's I think that's definitely playable and it's a good bet because they have a five and a half game lead. They're 21 games over 500. They seem they win. They're playing good ball and they don't have Scherzer and Degrom. Scherzer's coming back and they should get Degrom back too. And don't forget. That easy stretch that the Braves just finished with, the Mets see that in September. Right. Wait, so you don't like our Braves bets that we made last week? I like up like four fifty, yeah, plus four fifty. I mean, I, I had to jump in there, right? But I just think the Mets are too good because all these guys are coming back. And, now. And, and this is the nutty thing, right? When you look at the overall wins on the season, I think what the Dodgers finally have forty, Yankees are at fifty, the Mets are number two at number at forty five. So I have that bet on the Yankees to lead the league in wins at plus 180, which, by the way, turned into like minus 150 last week before it came off the board. And the, the Mets are the one team lingering behind them. Like, I can't even get any room between the Yankees and the Mets on that bet. But you've also seen on the screen there uh, moments ago when they showed, look at that. 
minus eleven dollars right now to win the division for the Yankees a week ago, yeah. Paulie, when we were they were minus three sixty still. That's right. That's right. Yep. And yep. you know, I this this Blue Jays team, they run so hot and cold. So I guess that might be good for them. Uh, who knows? Come come playoff time, if they get in, assuming that they do for a second. But you saw it again last night. Ex- excellent job by Dan Plesak on MLB Network to light up Barrios. Come on, that's enough already. Your stuff's too good. Batting practice again. Every uh, All four games head-to-head have gone over between those teams. But that's uh, the other thing, too, with the Mets. I didn't think they were going to be able to survive that tough stretch that they had, but they did. I mean, they went to L.A., split the four-game set, took two out of three in Anaheim. Lost two out of three in San Diego, and then yep. won the series against Milwaukee, and then won the series against Miami. Uh, very impressive. Good team. Great, uh, that, great that, manager. That tied into, again, this this Yankees run. This is coming against the Rays, That's right. the Blue Jays, and then the Rays again last night with the shortest shot on the board right now to win the American League Cy Young. Now, McClanahan was really, really good last night. Cole was better, and they beat him. Mm-hmm. So that is now, what, six out of seven to begin this uh, brutal 13-game stand? Yep. Holy hell. They're also, uh, what is it now? They're 6-2 and two head-to-head against Tampa, and seven of the eight games have gone under. <laughs> seven in a row under, head-to-head. And that was squeaky bum time. You thought you were safe, six, uh, six under six and a half. Well, and I guess mean, what? That, that, oh, boy. And, and now after Cole struck out 12 last night, they can come back with Nasty Nestor today? Yeah, and it's a bullpen start for the uh, Rays. Come back with the Yankees huh? again, yes. Good luck. Yep. God, 50-17. and 17. It's ridiculous. Well, you're right, Paul. I mean, when you're st- when you're talking about 1998 Yankees, and anytime you're in the conversation yeah. in the regular season and, with the 01 Mariners, I mean, and, and the '84 Tigers. That's yeah. that's the that's the territory they're in now. That's the company you keep there. That that's fantastic. All right, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Up next, we'll recap. The other betting action from last night with win some, lose some, plus we rank the worst people to share a blackjack table with. We'll tell you why coming up next. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. 
Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays every game this season. You can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combo. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, add a little spice to your game with same-game parlays at Bet Rivers. Get the app or go to BetRivers.com and make your baseball same-game parlay today. Okay, so here is the other breaking news that came out regarding the PGA Tour and the Live Tour. Brooks Kepka, that report was uh, 30 minutes or so ago. He is leaving. And the other player, Paulie, it didn't take long, Abraham Answer. Bye-bye PGA, going to go play along with Brooks in the Live Golf Tour as well. I would say that that's a, I mean, it's a pretty decent name. Another really nice golfer to go over there and join it. Max Homa tweeted, living it up one day at a time yesterday. That's why there was speculation with him, too. And as we talked about earlier, uh, Brooks' bio was stripped of, uh, of PGA Tour Pro. 
got rid of that. Nick Faldo also retired. You got that news as well. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is, when is the, uh, is it 11 o'clock our time? Uh, I think it's coming up. In any event, in, in what's gone on here in this news, Monahan's going to have a press conference after a mandatory players meeting. At whatever golf tournament it is, is it the Barbersaw, whatever it is? Uh, uh, the Travelers. Thank you. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. So, this is. Uh, by, by the way, the, oh the immediate speculation on Faldo, the people who responded to his Twitter, might be a little too soon here because I didn't, I didn't read the, the okay. whole release why he's quitting or yeah. retiring, I should say. People were like, okay, have fun at Live. Oh, boy. To go broadcast the events over there. Hmm. Everyone's got a price. I don't. I don't think he's going to do that, but. The golfers, yeah. I'm not saying fall, yeah. Yeah, no yeah. one knows with fall though. Yeah. Uh, that's, yep. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not like football. I mean, you're sitting there, you got to travel, and you got the four days of work that you're doing. Sure. It's not like I just show up. It's a three-hour game, and I'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. But, man. All right, let's do something here called Top Five Tuesday, shall we? Tuesday. I'm ready for this my whole life. Top five Tuesday. Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. Unfollow the money. We talked about this earlier in the show when we have the pit boss on Friday, annoyed pit boss, Erickson, uh, top five worst people to deal with or be around at the blackjack table. I will go number five rules and or superstitious person about I don't touch this. I like that. Or, you know, in the, the guy who came up. Uh, is he tweeted the other day? Yeah, the dealer loses the wins the first hand ninety percent of the time, mm-hmm. and they're just making stuff up. But r- rules slash superstitious person um, is is tough to deal with. And checking in at number five, number four, number four, slow player sitting there making it. This goes for a poker player too. But the guy sitting there, it's like you're not you're not buying a condo here. It's not a major decision especially if you're only playing like $10 a hand. But it's like you're taking your time. What should I do here? What would you do? And then when it's the obvious one as well, if you got a soft 17, it's like, wow, okay, how would you play this? What should I? And you're asking everyone at the table for advice. Let, let's just go. Come on. Pick it up. You're slowing everything down. Slow player, also number four. Bothersome. Top five worst people to play blackjack with or to deal with. Number three, plays one hand. And then two hands, and on and on, and jumps in, jumps out. I'll get, you know, I'll go. You, you can't do this. You're messing up the cards. Yeah. You're gonna piss everyone off at the rest of the table. Okay. And so what you're doing? I'll go, I'll go one. Now I'm gonna go two. Now I'll go back to one. Now I'm gonna go back and play two. Okay. So that's that's probably the number one thing that will make make me leave the table. And I don't I don't even wait. Like I don't even wait for the next shoe. I don't wait for him to like to try to get a read on the guy or the Is person. That, what about what about splitting tens? But in, uh, uh, that's very cards. Uh, obviously that's very high on the list. Yeah, too. okay. But this this really agitates the hell out of me because uh, again you have no idea what, how they're going to plan this. And if they sit down and let, let's say like the table's been hot and a person comes and sits down and then they're in ah then I'm out then I'm in again. I will actually say something okay not every time but occasionally and be like look either you're going to play or you're not going to play make up your mind. Let's go back to what we had before you sat down. Or if they continue to do it, I'm just I'm up and I'm, I'm gone. Do you play a lot of the blackjack with the side bets? Because I could see on this list and people email FTM at Visa.com, by the way, FTM at Visa.com, email or tweet. A lot of people constantly asking for change with the side bets, and you want to bet the extra dollar. Man, I don't I don't play. Sometimes that often. the dealers are good and they're fast, but right. that can that can slow it up too. Number two. In and out. 
bothers me as well. I'm in. Um, it's it's self-explanatory. But now I'm gonna sit this one out. Oh, okay. Now I'm coming back in. Now, okay. Uh, now I'll come back and I'll join. Oh, wait. Uh, okay. That that's that's infuriating as well. Now number one, yeah, everyone can have their own list. I have to agree. The play-by-play announcer, what he tweeted earlier in the week. The guy who wants to go through every hand and every decision the person has to make and what the dealer has, and he's describing. <laughs> okay, well, now I got a 16. But on the last hand, he busted when I had this, and I'm going to hit. Oh, should I hit? Okay, and no, I'm going to Oh, okay, bust. And then what are you going to do? Do you have a 12 again? I mean, it, it's, I don't understand. I actually went to a Blue Man Group uh, show, and the person behind me was doing it for the whole show. Like, who talks during the show to during begin During the show, with? they did They were it. doing play-by-play play play. Play about now, which the Blue Man Group, they don't talk. But they were the person behind me was going, okay, now he's coming over here. He's going to put the marshmallows in his mouth. How many? Can he, now he's going to get eight marshmallows in his mouth. They do a great bit when they're doing this with the marshmallows. Yeah. Oh, the whole time. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's fun. He wanted to get up and leave. Yeah. Good list. Good fun. Top five Tuesday. There you go. What's your no, list? it's like I'm, I'm totally fine. Like, look, there are different styles of uh, a table that can be fun at, right? When I sit down, yeah. a majority of the time, I don't, I'm not going to talk at all. I just want to sit there and go play. And I want to I read the cards and... That's one version. Another one is that, like, if you're going to go there with a group of friends, you want to have a good time. You're going to be having table talk, make, trying to make each other laugh, chatting back and forth with the dealer. That's also very fun. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I had my bachelor party out here in Las Vegas t- 10 or 11 years ago, I sat at the Hard Rock, and we had a table on Saturday uh-huh. afternoon. To this day, it was the best blackjack table I've ever been at my entire life. We, we sat down with a group of guys from Chicago, and it helped, obviously, because it was blistering hot. And then once they eventually left after a couple of hours, it completely cooled off. We're like, oh, that was fun while it lasted. But that was, they were here to party. They were here to gamble. It was in the afternoon. Everybody was winning. And it was an unbelievable atmosphere. I mean, that's 11 years ago. I still remember it. It was great. But I could go, I could go out after the show is over with and sit down at a blackjack table and not say one word. Mm-hmm. That is always... The uh, play-by-play it, stuff. Is right. just, it's rare, but it's awesome when everyone at the table is winning. The other one, uh, you know, the guy who comes in, the gloomy Gus... About, you know, the, you, you want the, the pat on the back. But, you know, the dealers want you to win because they want the gratuity and the tips. That's how they make their money. Mm-hmm. That's how they pay their bills. They don't get much for a, a wage, hourly wage. So they want you to win. They want you to get tipped. Uh, but angry, uh, annoyed pit boss uh, also, they'll announce everything going on with his or her hand, then play back the hand afterward and explain their reasoning to the dealers as if we care. Oh, I should have done this. I, mean, I should have done that. Yes, right. What was I thinking there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, he, he also gets into $5 fleas, the retired elderly, drunk D-bags, drunks, homeless people, drug dealers. <laughs> I've dealt to all these guys. Uh, other, other casino dealers. Now, why would you do that? <laughs> if you're going to have some fun, that's one thing. But if you're playing, he wrote about that in his book, and I can't wait to talk to him Friday. They were like, the dealers would then go out and like play big like you know, the odds are stacked against you, sure. unless you're counting. And they, but they, it was like, like they would make fun of the people at the casino. Yes, who always said, said, said like they made a dumb comment or whatever. They were completely on tilt, and they would joke around like you clearly can never operate like that. And then they would go on yep. their off uh, off day, and they'd be the same exact thing. The thing that really gets me out of that part of the book, two hundred pages, you can get easy it, read. Help, was the guy who sits there without shame. In, in front of the pit boss and the dealer and calls his bank and says, can you transfer the money from my savings to my checking? And he loses everything. And then he looks at the dealer. Thank you. You just ruined my life. Yeah. Yep. What? 
He blew 50,000. Yep. I can't believe he it. Said, he said numerous times to him, and sometimes you're not supposed to do this. And we can get into him about what's the um, protocol or what's uh, frowned upon. But he's like, I think maybe you should take it easy for the night. It's not your night, not going to. Says it to him twice. Yeah. And it loses 50,000. Midway through, makes the phone call to the bank. Right in front of everybody. No shame. Hey, can you transfer this money? And then loses it. You ruined my life. Thanks a lot. Yep. Happens all the time, he said. Oh, my God. Uh, again, the name of the book is Delt. We have Eric Sherwood on the show on Friday. Annoyed Pit Boss. It's going to be great. That's why we're talking about this. And uh, FTM at VEASAN.com is the email. FTM at VEASAN.com. The people that would come up, there was an older lady, he said, who was up like $4,000. Right. And her car broke down. And this happens, I guarantee, all over the country, all the time. And she had... She was going to buy a van for $3,500. Well, she was up that day playing. She had $4,000. And he's telling her, you need to leave. Just go right now. You're up $4,000. You can pay for the van. Thank me later. Uh-huh. She loses all of it. It's doubling her hands and then blames him at the end. I can't believe he did this to me. He's just like. Can't get the car now. Like, what, yeah. what, what, what am you? I supposed to do? How I told you? you to leave, lady. And how, how many dealers do you think have a story like that? Oh, God. All of them. No doubt in my mind. Up next, we'll talk NBA draft with Seth Greenberg from ESPN. Is he buying the odds movement on uh, Paulo Boncaro to go drafted uh, to get drafted first overall? Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm very intrigued what happens on Thursday night in the NBA draft, specifically with the first overall pick. We talked about it uh, 20 minutes ago. The odds movement recently for Apollo Boncaro to go number one, they have dropped significantly uh, from Sunday until today. And uh, Seth Greenberg is kind enough to join us uh, from ESPN to talk some draft right now. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Couple days away from the draft. Beautiful day in Avon, Connecticut. Got a good walk in this morning. Life is good. Very All cool. Right, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. How long was the walk? What do you normally go for? I go 10 miles a day. I uh, started with two with the dog. Then I'll go five at about what I've done with you guys. Oh, very cool. 10 a uh, day. Dedication. Finish off with three. You know, when you get old and decrepit, you got to keep it all, all the parts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So uh, starting like a couple of days ago, coach on Sunday and then into yesterday, the odds really dropped significantly for Paulo Boncaro to go number one overall. I'm talking he was 20 to one, maybe even higher than that on Sunday. Well, he, here we are now, two days before the draft. He's sitting around like plus 260 to go number one. Are you buying that steam? Could he go number one overall? Yeah, he could because the one thing about uh, the Magic is they need a plug and play guy right away. I mean, and, you know, I, I like Jabari Smith. I think his, I think he has a. I'm not saying he's Kevin Durant, but he has Kevin Durant type skill set. But Paul Becero has as an NBA ready body. Uh he's you know 6'10, 250, terrific passer, can play him in the mid post and face, can play him in isolations, play him in pick and pops. You know, the big thing is he doesn't defend. Now can he can he defend? Is that a lack of making defense important at Duke last year? Duke has not been the defensive team they've been in years past. Uh you know that's just a fact. Uh is it, you know, basically He's had these great workouts, Bancaro, where like at Duke, you know, it was a democracy offensively. You know, very similar to mm-hmm. when Zion came out. It was democracy offensively. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, you think about that Michigan State game where they lost to go to the final four with Zion. He didn't touch the ball at the end of the game. So 
Bancaro is going to he's going to he's going to work out great. He's got a big body, good hands, can rebound, physical. And think about the Gonzaga game where he started the game with uh, you know, knocking down three after three. Good shot mechanics, although he didn't shoot great as you know for the season. I think he'll be a good shooter. He is a terrific passer, so I could see very easily. Uh, I'm Orlando. I've, I've, I've drafted slightly built players, whether it was Bamba, whether it was uh, who's the kid from Florida State. It, it, it just my mind. Yeah, Isaac. You know what? Maybe we go with a grown blank man, and and I, I can very much see uh, Orlando saying, "You know what? Let's mm-hmm. go with him." And you know, remember now, John Hammond, the GM there, uh, drafted Jabari uh, Parker. Uh, another Duke guy blew out his knee, but that was that was when he was at Milwaukee. So okay. you know, he might have yep. a comfort level with that. So if he does go number one, Bunkero, then how does it play out after mm-hmm. that? Is, does Smith go number two? Is Holmgren going to go to three? Does he drop beyond that? How do you think that plays out? I mean, I'm hearing that, that I, okay, she loves, absolutely loves uh, Holmgren. I personally, I, I would think, without a doubt, I would take Javari Smith because he has an actual position right away. Holmgren is a unicorn. Unicorns are nice. No one knows what they are, but they're nice. <laughs> All right? I mean, like, yeah, I've never seen a unicorn. Have you seen a unicorn? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't even think they exist, but people say he's a unicorn. I like a guy that I know that's going to jump up and knock down shots. I want a guy that, like, you know, an 18-year-old like Jabari Smith who can really defend. He's a very good passer who... Uh, has versatility offensively that you know exactly who he is. Now people say, you know, Mike Smith, who I have so much respect for, you know, is in love with Holmgren. I, I, I like his upside, but I also don't. Um, his downside doesn't make is not very exciting for me. If I'm Orlando, is he Christmas Posigas? I mean, if I'm Orlando, mm. after taking the guys I've taken, those slight built guys that haven't helped me win. I think I might go with something that 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 is a little bit more tangible. Outside of the, I'm sorry, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. Okay. Yeah. So outside of the big three, then taking those three out, with highest upside and ceiling, would it be Ivy? Uh, Sharp has a lot of hype. I know you like the kid from Arizona. Who would you Who would you then pick at number four based on just best available? Yeah, I, I would take Ivy. Uh, look, Ivy has a little bit of Russell Westbrook, a little bit of obviously John Morant in his game. Here's my thing with Ivy. The, the thing that worried me: great in the open court, very good passer in the open court. Not as good a passer in, in half in the half court and ball screens. I think a lot of that is they didn't run a ton of ton of ball screens for him. So one one thing about college guys that they have vision when they go to the league, uh, they get a PhD in ball screen offense. He'll improve his vision and, and seeing plays early there. The only concern for Ivy is is really number one. Number one is his low release. And his low release, if you think about that St. Pete game and how he struggled creating that separation against mm-hmm. their, their guards, under, that bothered me a little bit. Obviously, if you look at his body of work, he gets to the rim. He finishes all different ways. He's got freakish athleticism, a second gear. I would probably, I would probably take Ivy. Uh, in that spot, I just think his explosiveness is an upside and the space you play within the NBA. Uh, I'm not sure he'd be ready in terms of playoff basketball, but for an 82 game season, because I think there's a big difference. I think, you know, again, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you draft for 82 games. That's one thing. You draft him for playoff basketball. 
you need a little more physicality, a little bit more maturity. But I, I would, I would lean towards Ivy. Sharp is such a, a, a you know, a question mark. Not with his athleticism, not with his shot making, but you know, a year off is a year off. And um, why didn't he play? You know, why mm-hmm. didn't he play? I mean, I, I mean, you know, I mean, a competitor says, "I want to play." And I, look, I hear he's a great. John Kapai is one of my dearest friends. Absolutely loves the kid. Absolutely loves the kid. Said the kid was great. Uh, I don't get lost in workouts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it's like people get lost. Oh man, he had a great combine. The guy played thirty games all season. I'm not talking about Sharp. All right, you ha- you, he has a body of work, but he had a great combine. Mm-hmm. He moved up in the combine. He moved up in his workout. Who moves up in a workout? It's all you know. It's all scripted. You know, I of mean, course, so, yeah. But but Sharp is Sharp is a talent. But I would go with I would go with Ivy. It's follow, fair enough. It's follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. A couple of minutes left here with uh, Seth Greenberg from ESPN talking NBA draft, which is going to be on Thursday night. I want to throw a couple of players at you. Their draft position in terms of betting coach moved. Uh, Benedict uh, Mathurin from Arizona moved from eight and a half to six and a half. Do you think he goes in the top six? And then other players that you think could be on the move and land like top eleven, top twelve would be who? Yeah, I think I think Mathurin. I would probably say closer to eight and six. Okay, but I love him. I love him. Absolutely love him. I love his ability to straight line drive. I love his ability to cut. I love his ability to make shots. I love his physicality. I think Malachi Branham is a guy that's gonna. Um, I don't know where you guys have him or where where the line is. I don't follow that. I just worry about if a guy can play or not. But uh, Malachi Branham is the real deal. Uh, if you look what he did the last like 17 games of the season, I, I, I went and watched Ohio State practice from the beginning of the season. And obviously I'm a big EJ Liddell fan. I think mm-hmm. he's undervalued. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be in the league a long time and help someone win. But I walked into that gym in 15 minutes. Uh, I was sitting with Clark Kellogg. I said, that guy's different. And it was Malachi Brown. His number is uh, 14 and a half, by the way, for what it's worth. 14 and a half. I, I'd say he's going. He, I, I'd say he's going to go between ten and thirteen. Oh, really? Oh. Drop yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think, and I'll tell you another guy that I think is is, is undervalued. I don't know what the number is, but Jeremy Sohan from uh, from Baylor. Jeremy Sohan uh, is a big body, young, skilled, elite defender, physical, better shooter because his shooting mechanics are good. Uh, good feel, good passer, tough. Uh, I don't know where where he's at, but I, I think he's undervalued. I'll tell you, his his. Well, you're not the only guy who thinks that his position uh, moved from 14 and a half now 10 and a half. Coach is where he's at. Oh wow! I had that. I, I would. I'm not a gambler, but I would have made someone a lot of money because after <laughs> the season when he went went in. I told everyone that he and Branham were lottery picks, and everyone looked at me like I was stone cold insane. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, great stuff. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on the program. Enjoy the draft on Thursday night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, there Coach. You go. Seth Greenberg on ESPN. Uh, a couple of good nuggets there. Absolutely. Right away, gut reaction. Uh, the kid from Ohio State. Oh, come on. The spot where he's going to go, and he, he is buying a little bit of the uh, Von Carroll hype here now, and the odds movement with him. So... I from twenty to one, thirty six hours ago, maybe even higher again, down to plus two sixty. I'm seeing plus one eighty right now for him to go number one overall. My God, imagine that.
Imagine this is an organization, if it's true, that they have no idea what they're doing with the pick. I really hope out. it is true. God. I really hope it is. That is a sad state of affairs. And, Paulie, I'm really hoping they take Boncaro number one. Really hope. Let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, uh, the Nets and Kyrie are at an impasse. What happens with the star guard and that team? We'll break it down after this. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back for all the money. Paulie and Mitch, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Pleasure to welcome in Sean McDonough, voice of ESPN, ABC, NHL. Does a great job on whatever sport he's on. And uh, game four tomorrow, 5 o'clock Pacific again. And he joins us to talk, uh, recap, and preview what's coming up in the Stanley Cup Appreciate the time, sir. Are, are you surprised by how high scoring the first three games have been? Uh, a little bit, you know, given that uh, Andre Vasilevsky's in one of the goals, and anytime he gives up a bunch of goals, that's surprising because he's been the best goalie in the league for the last five years or so. And, you know, historically, in the playoffs, you compare what he's done, you know, he's one of the great playoff goalies of all time. You know, obviously coming to this series, the goaltending at the other end was a question mark. Jared Bednar, right, even on the morning of the game one, wouldn't identify mm-hmm. at his press briefing who his goalie was going to be, and it wound up being Darcy Kemper. Uh, but not that surprised because, A, it was the highest scoring regular season in the NHL, I think, back to the mid-1990s. You know, there were about six and a half goals a game. And you have a lot of firepower on both of these teams, you know, particularly Colorado, but we saw last night what Tampa Bay is capable of, I think, Tampa Bay is a much better team on home ice. You know, I remember Mm -hmm. yesterday preparing for the game and thinking, you know, how is this going to be a series after watching the way Colorado dominated in game two? You know, I was looking at the notes and, you know, Stamkos had nine goals in the playoffs entering last night, seven of them at home. Palat had an eight-game home uh, streak, scoring streak. Uh, Kucherov was well over a point per game at home. His numbers were much better at home than on the road, so... You know, when I started looking at that, you know, we said in the opening of our telecast last night that if they're going to do anything, that you know, their big guns have to come to life. And I thought that was mm. the key to last night's game. Stamkos, Kucherov, Palat, and uh, Victor Hedman played a lot better mm. on defense, too. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Sean, this might sound like Mission Impossible, but don't you think Tampa has to play like that in order to win this series and, you know, to win more games, to really get back into it, rather than, like, trying to beat Colorado in a 2-1 game? Like, that doesn't really seem feasible to me. Yeah, it's hard to do, although they did a great job, obviously, defensively last night. I mean, they held them to two goals. The only two goals Colorado got were on the power play. So at five on five, you know, Tampa Bay completely shut them down. You know, they just play with a lot more energy, I think, uh, here at home. You know, from the very beginning, even though you know they got behind, and I thought it was a 
big break for them five minutes in when you know they did a great job their coaches to challenge that offside play and get the goal taken down but they still went behind one to nothing when Landis Dog scored yeah. you know, Tampa has to be better uh, killing penalties uh, their penalty killing has been brutal and they, they finally got a power play goal for the first time in six games last night but yeah, I think uh, if Tampa is going to continue to uh, win games in this series, they they got to figure out the special team situation because they haven't been very good. How, how important is the schedule, you think, here? And, and, and 68 playoff games since 2020 for, <laughs> for Tampa, and now you have travel and games every other day from here on out now. Yeah, well, what's interesting, right? We brought that up after the game last night. A bunch of us sat around, had a bite to eat, and we're talking. And I asked Mark Messier about that, who I think is – pretty good guy to go to sure. on a topic like that. You know, I just said, Hey, they've played 68 playoff games in the last three years. The next most is Colorado and they've played 42. And I said, you know, that has to be something. Doesn't he said, absolutely not. Nope. No, nope. everybody's tired. You know, we, you know, by this point, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking before we came on the air. I mean, these two teams have basically been playing every other day since the beginning of May. Now they both earned a little extra time off, which I think was key for both of them. Uh, because they swept series, you know, or won a series very quickly. In the case of Colorado, they swept twice. So, you know, they had, I believe, nine days before this series started. And then uh, Tampa Bay had the similar amount of rest before they played the Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final. And I think it really helped those two teams because, you know, I think the Rangers were zombies. They had two seven-game yeah. series in the first two rounds, and you can see they just ran out of gas against Tampa. So, uh, when I brought that up to Messier, he absolutely shot that down. And I, I do believe that, you know, at this stage, everybody's banged up and tired and uh, you're, you're kind of playing on adrenaline anyway. And we, we saw the benefit of that for Tampa last night in front of the home crowd. One thing that I do yeah. think is real is uh, when they go back to Denver, that altitude is a real thing. I mean, everybody on our crew and all we're doing is talking or aiming cameras at hockey pucks. Uh, <laughs> about how hard it is to adjust to being in Denver. You know, it's uh, hard to sleep. You know, it's uh, the altitude is real. I think there's a reason why Colorado has the best home record in the league this year. So I I think that might have been a problem, particularly in game two for Tampa Bay. And obviously they're going to win the cup. They have to win at least one game out there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. great point. Uh, Good insight. You mentioned Kemper earlier, and he certainly struggled in the last game. Would you consider going back to uh, Francis, who's uh, 6-0 so far in the playoffs? Yeah, you know, it's hard. <laughs> you know, you watch them play in the playoffs, and you'd say, yo, absolutely, right? Francois hasn't lost the game. Um, Kemper, you know, he hadn't been bad till last night. You know, and, and I think Jared Bednar was quick to say after the game, well, we win as a team, we lose as a team. You know, some of uh, Kemper's teammates said, we all had a bad night. He's entitled to have a bad night. But, you know, I, I, they, I think there are just people who wonder, you know, if he's really – the guy who you'd want in the net in the Stanley cup final. I think he's earned it. I mean, he had a terrific season mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I, I think to me, it sends a bad message to your team, right? He started, I believe it was 57 games in the regular season. The other guy started 18. So if you really think Francis is better, you had a whole season's worth of evidence to, to act on that, right? And have him play more games, be the number one guy. I mean, Kemper was clearly the number one guy all year. So, uh, it's a tough decision for him. You know, Kemper did have a bad night. Um, he wasn't really tested in the first two games. So it's not really like you say, well, look how great he was in the first two games. 
I think any one of the three of us could have played in the net in game two and they <laughs> right. would have won. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, he only faced 16 uh, shots and it's hard yeah. to remember really a, a tester. So uh, it's a hard decision. You know, I've read some articles already here this morning. Jared Bednar is getting criticized for taking him out. I mean, I don't disagree with that. Oh. Guy was having a bad night. The mm-hmm. way your team can score goals, as we saw in game two, you know, you can get a couple of goals in a hurry. So if you think, you, you know, you might have a better chance taking the guy out, take the guy out. But um, it has left him now with a, a dilemma for sure. But uh, my hunch would be they might go to Francois. That seemed to be the scuttlebutt after the game, just in, in media talk. But um, okay, I don't know. It's a hard decision. How about the health? I mean, what what's going on? Do you have any update on Kucherov, Kadri, or Burkowski? Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I don't. You know, because obviously I haven't talked to anybody since huh. last night. I know there was some concern after the game on the Tampa Bay side about Kucherov, and you know, obviously he's enormous. That was another key, big key last night. You know, he was not very noticeable in those first two games. And that's sort of his thing. You know, he, for as talented as he is, sometimes you, you know, he just kind of vanishes for a while and then reemerges. And last night was a reemergence. Um, you know, Burkowski, uh, we weren't surprised he didn't play last night, but I think we saw how important it is that he play. It sounded like Kadri was getting a lot closer it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he's made progress all the time, right? He started skating, then he started skating with a stick, and then he started shooting pucks with a stick. So when you get to that point, you know, it sounds like you're close to returning. So wouldn't surprise me if we see him in the next game. Mm. Uh, Sean, you are terrific calling games in every sport that you do. Uh, college football, some of the calls you've had over the years, absolutely legendary. Um where do you rank hockey in terms of your favorite sports to call and do play-by-play for? Uh, and, and how difficult is it compared to other sports? Because to me, I couldn't even imagine going out there and calling hockey with how fast it is. Yeah, it's a challenge for sure. I love doing it. You know, I grew up a big hockey fan. Matter of fact, uh, we talked a little bit in this series. There have been some comparisons of Kale McCarr to Bobby Orr, and I always think anything anybody compared to Bobby Orr is blasphemous growing up as a Bruins fan when Bobby Orr was – you know, at the peak of his career. And I, I ran into Phil Esposito last night, who's doing the color for Tampa Bay. And, you know, we were standing outside, uh, just chatting between periods, standing outside our booths. And I mentioned the McCarr comparison to Bobby Orr. He just kind of rolled his eyes mm-hmm. to say, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. But, uh, <laughs> and, and I was sort of glad to hear that. Cause I, I think, I do think Bobby Orr is the greatest hockey player that I've ever seen. And I admit to my Boston bias. So, but uh, it's a blast. You know, we were talking before we came on the air. There's the old adage, there's nothing better than the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, you know, that's really true. The, the pace of hockey, to me, is part of what makes it fun. Uh, it is challenging because the puck's moving uh, rapidly. And it's particularly challenging. I mean, just where the booths are, especially in these two arenas. I mean, uh, if you bought the worst seat in the arena last night here, you were still much closer to the ice than we were. <laughs> just stop and come back. So our, our booths, you know, the... I say, I always tell people the arena level is on one and we get off the elevator on seven. So we're basically dangling out of a booth that's in a, on the seventh story of a building, uh, trying to figure out if the, uh, that puck, that's not very big, you know, deflected off the goalie, hit the crossbar, uh, missed the net completely. So, you know, that's the frustration. Yeah, I know, uh, some of the some of the other places, you know, Vegas being one of them, they built a low booth for that reason, and it's a big difference maker when you're 100 percent sure what happened instead of a lot of times trying to guess. But uh, 
But, you know, no one cares about the hardships of my job, your job, anybody else's job. They just want us to shut up and do it. So we're doing the best we can. Well, very cool. You're the best. Thanks so much for the time. Right at the top of the list. Thank you, sir. We appreciate the time. Well done. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.